I'm Javed Nixon, President and CEO of Point Global Marketing, and you're tuned to Your Business Matters, a podcast brought to you by Exim Bank and hosted by Enika Watkins Portal. Your Business Matters brings thought leaders together on thought-provoking ideas every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on your favorite podcast app. You have questions and they have the answers. Luxury beaches, countless grains of pure white sand, tranquil breeze and palm trees, our beautiful island Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. We miss the vibrancy of our tourism product, but hope is on the horizon. At Exim Bank, we know that SMEs in the tourism industry need support to keep this vision alive, to continue building our national legacy, to strengthen one of our country's strongest assets. We also know that in times of adversity, you need financing to keep serving the tourism sector. Our mandate is to help you so that you can survive, thrive, overcome challenges, and meet your financing needs. Let us help you to build a better future for your business. Ask about our small and medium-sized tourism enterprise loan today. Borrow up to $25 million with interest rates as low as 4.5% and up to 7 years to repay. You can breathe easy. Enjoy your progress and continue contributing to Brand Jamaica. Exim Bank. By helping businesses, we save lives and livelihood. Before we get into today's discussion, Alan Thomas, Manager, Business Origination and Development at Exim Bank, he's here to share about trade credit insurance. Welcome, Alan. Hi, thank you. When we talk about trade credit insurance, what are we talking about? Trade credit insurance is a product provided by the Exim Bank that gives an exporter or a local trader who sells on credit the ability to protect his, his receivables. What do I mean by that? For example, you sell, you're selling biscuits and or sandals, and you sell it to a shop or a business, another business place down the road, all right? And, but you sold those goods on credit. You gave them time to pay you. You gave them 30 days, 60 days. So you have no, so somebody owes you money, but that person could in 30 days or 60 days run into problem and not be able to pay you. So what the trade credit insurance does for, for the owner of that trade credit insurance or the owner of that policy, it gives that the owner the, the protection if the person defaults on the payment. So if the payment is not made, you're able after 90 days to make a claim against the policy and be paid up to 80% of the value of that, of the amount that you sold to, the, to, to your customer. And is there a minimum and max or maximum that is covered? And what are the premium rates that we're talking about and how are they determined? There is uh, the maximum and minimum. Let us discuss that. Oh, it is determined. All right. When you identify a person that you want to, that you're, that you're asking us to insure your receivables with, we would now do what we call a a credit check on that person. When the credit check is done, a recommendation will come back about the amount of credit that the organization or the over the, the, the reinsurers 
would be willing to, in, to insure, meaning that they may decide that they will not insure more than 10,000 US dollars worth of goods. They, might, they may decide that they are not doing more than 100,000 US dollars worth of goods. And then that becomes the, the limit, the, the upper limit of the amount you insure. So anything you declare to the bank in excess of that would not be covered. But any amount that you sell to that customer within that 100,000 that was approved would be fully protected. And in the event that the buyer default on that, on that payment that is due to you, you would be able to make a claim to Exim Bank and we will investigate and pay you. Okay. And, and to answer the question now, how are those premium rates uh, determined? Oh, the premium, the premium rate is fairly attractive in that it is six cents out of every hundred dollars. So if you so it ends up the, the if you should use it as a percentage, it's 0.6%. Okay. 0.6%. Of the face value of the amount that you are selling. So if you're selling um let us say ten thousand dollars worth of goods to uh, let us say a thousand dollars worth of goods to a party then the coverage on that will basically be a, be $60 for a $1,000 worth of coverage. So every $1,000 worth of goods you sell on credit, then it will cost you six, uh, 60 cents to cover that. All right. So $60. Sounds attractive. So what kinds of businesses or types of goods or services are covered under this uh, regime? All goods would be covered and it is when it is and it is so it is can be bought for over for exporters and for the local market. But in most instances, it is the exporter who is usually buying because they are in most cases they are less familiar with the persons that they are selling. They are selling the goods to. But sometimes even the pandemic that came up recently, let us say you have you were doing business with a customer that you have been doing business with for years. But because of this unforeseen circumstance, this, co- this customer could have actually, business could have folded and then you would not be paid. But you, it's not no fault of the customer, you know, it's no intention of the customer why he is not able to, to pay it. Unforeseen circumstances has developed and therefore he's unable to pay. But if your goods were insured when you sold it to this customer, then you would be able to make a claim on the bank. And if it was, you sold $10,000 worth of goods to him, $10,000 US worth of goods, then you would make a claim for, the, for eight, up to $80,000 would be paid. $8,000 would be paid under the policy. Mm-hmm. And what kind of information do you need to approve a business owner for trade credit insurance at Exim? Typical uh, documents that you would send in when you're opening a bank account. Uh, like it's your company's documents, your so those are the, the documents. Uh, incorporating documents, a list of your who are your your shareholders and things like that. We would be you would be required to submit to the bank. All right. We would do a proposal for you, and after that proposal is done, then we'll get an approval. And the policy to take out the policy will cost you about twelve thousand five hundred dollars. But what it gives you is the protection, 12500 I should say, uh, Jamaican dollars. But you could use that policy now to establish credit limits for all of your overseas exports. 
and that may give you protections for hundreds of thousands of US dollars or tens of thousands of US dollars would be far more than the cost of the policy. Mm-hmm. And finally, where can persons go to learn more about uh, the trade credit insurance that Exim Bank offers to business owners? Our website will provide you information about the, the product and you are able to make contact with our business. If you go on our website, you'll be able to make uh, ask questions on the website and some an officer will contact you to provide you with the information about the policy and make the arrangement for you to get the policy, to, to underwrite the policy for you. Eximbankja.com. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. So to, to learn more about trade credit insurance from the Exim Bank, we go to eximbankja.com. Thank, thank you so much, Alan. Alan Thomas is the manager of business origination and development at Exim Bank Jamaica. I appreciate you sharing time with me today to share about trade credit insurance. Thank you so much. Welcome to Your Business Matters. I'm your host, Henneke Watkiss-Porter. Now, on this show, we are bringing thought leaders together with thought-provoking ideas and methods on business matters to help grow your business. Now, a picture is worth a thousand words, but your brand image could make you millions of dollars. Creating a corporate image is hard work. Protecting it requires discipline. A brand represents a collection of people's perception of your businesses, customer service, reputation, and logo, all of which is aimed at building trust with a business target audience. Believe it or not, consumers pay attention to the fine details of a business. From the mission statement to business's email address, these elements combined paint a picture of who your business is as a person and helps determine whether or not your business is trustworthy. When built and sustained in a positive light, corporate image brings about several benefits, which include brand loyalty and improving recognition. Brand loyalty and improving recognition, but is a good corporate image directly proportional to a business success? In 2017, Popular children's brand, Toys R Us, filed for bankruptcy with over $1 billion US dollars in debt. The toy company is one of America's largest toy store chains with a strong media presence and customer loyalty. In 2019, Toys R Us was acquired by True Kids and since then only kept two physical locations open for business, according to CollectiveCampus.io and CNBC.com. The store closed the doors of its only two remaining locations in January 2021 after several years in business due to hardships faced by the pandemic. Here's a toy store. Trusted household brand and America's number one toy retailer since inception, now in debt, calibrating its next move with plans to set up shop in other countries. In today's episode of Your Business Matters, we will ventilate the topic corporate image ultimately determines business success. To take us through are Stephen Hart, host of the Trailblazers podcast and creator of Brand in Demand, and Karen Yankovic, host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast and creator 
of She's Linked Up LinkedIn Strategy Programs. Welcome to you both, Karen and Stephen. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, I want you to let you know that we have an audience member who is listening in. So at the end of our conversation or at some point throughout, she's going to be asking a question. So um, Keon Vaz is online and she's going to be listening keenly. Now, before we get into the meat of the matter, perhaps you start by sharing a little bit about yourself and your business and, you know, what's your claim to fame, really? <laughs> OK, OK. So, yeah. So my name is Karen Yankovic. And, you know, my business has evolved over the years um, to be primarily focused on supporting women on LinkedIn. And in doing that, what I really encourage um, them and anybody that, that um, is looking to, to do more work uh, with LinkedIn to do is to really focus on the higher ticket items first, kind of flip the funnel. It's, it's faster. You can provide better results. And in order to do that, your image is important. You have to look worthy of their money. You have to have... You have to have credibility. Um, so there is an image side to this, to all of the work that I do that, you know, and I, I help women and men with visibility and credibility, none of which directly puts money in your pocket, but that, but that definitely lends to um, the no like and trust factor that does help you land those big ticket contracts. Thank you. And you, Stephen. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Stephen Hart. Again, I am the host of trailblazers.fm, a podcast where we interview successful black leaders and entrepreneurs. I've interviewed over 200 uh, plus guests at this point. And uh, by way of doing that, realize that there is an opportunity and a need for uh, leaders and entrepreneurs looking to blazer trail to develop their personal brand. And as a result, I created an online program called Brand in Demand that helps uh, leaders and professionals uh, to build an amazing personal brand that is authentic, uh, relatable, impactful, and most importantly, profitable. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. All right. So corporate image ultimately determines business, business success. Discuss. Let's hear from Karen. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to probably say that obviously there's, when you say corporate corporate success. There's so many different layers of that, right? There's Pepsi, right? And then there's, you know, the, the corporation down the street. So, you know, for sure, if you make the best pen in the world and everybody knows you make the best pen in the world, then all that matters is that you continue to make the best pen in the world. But you have to get to the point where everybody knows you made that best pen in the world, right? And to do that, there's, there's, a, there's a, a requirement, truthfully, where you need to build know, like, and trust with your audience. And, you know, we can take this all the way down to a very tiny, small corporation. And I will use an example of, you know, um, a dry cleaners, right? In a town, you move to a new town, you need to find a, a, new, a new dry cleaners and there's two dry cleaners in town. And one, the door's falling off the hinges and there's, you know, it's dirty. You can't even see in the window. And the other one has a little bowl of water outside for puppies walking by and flowers and it looks great. We have no idea who's a better dry cleaner, but we know that more people are going to walk into the dry cleaner that feels welcoming than the one that feels that is not taking care of their first impression. And I think that that same concept works from a dry cleaner all the way up to larger corporations. I think it's important that we we make a good that corporations make a good first impression so that they can so that they have the ability to share the products like their pens and people will will check into that. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I wholeheartedly hear and agree with Karen. One of the things to, to give thought to, though, is the importance of how that message, that corporate message gets out there. As marketers, we know that the first pillar to, of marketing funnel is to generate awareness and attention. And, you know, the, the metrics, the, the statistics, the data right now points to the importance of personal branding, right? An employee that's sharing a brand message is going to get that message shared over 500% more via their personal brand than that same message being shared on the brand's social channels. And, you know, we can go from employee through leadership through the business owner themselves uh, you know there's just so much more um, impact with the individuals in this digital age making sure that you know they are addressing their personal brand as well right so you know i always say someone's googling you mm -hmm. and the results that they find are going to leave them either more or less inclined to do business with you or to hire you Right. And that that is true of of somebody to Karen's point. You know, we're, we're all podcasters here and many times somebody has reached out to us about being on our podcast and they might run a successful business. But you Google that person's name and, and not much comes up and you're left feeling indifferent. And I know the three of us have that feeling. We've experienced that. And so I, I think, you know, on that side. The personal brand is very important to the success of that person in that scenario, accessing media, accessing more attention and awareness um, okay. for their business. Okay, so you're saying it's not the actual corporate image, but it's actually um, the image of the, the individuals within the corporation. Absolutely. In so interesting. So when you have like nothing to go from, like what Karen described right earlier, there is nothing to go from. You're just landed in town and to stick with that dry cleaning example, right? what what do you say to that you know is it that we should just ignore what we see on the front and just you know what just assume that because um maybe that one is a better dry cleaner even though they're not as presentable and they don't have the image that you're looking for what do you say to that Stephen? um listen I, I i'm not gonna discount the fact that <laughs> you know presentation matters right um obviously uh perception is reality um uh, so the the the, the dry cleaner, the business that has a better presence is likely going to be perceived as, as better, whether they are or aren't. Maybe that hole in the wall is going to have, you know, your clothes coming out, uh, you know, much better condition. But uh, I, I think that it is important, maybe not necessarily in a dry cleaner scenario, right? But in a number of scenarios that, that the person behind that business their voice ha will travel much further in in the digital world, which we live in going forward. Mm -hmm. All right, so good. There are some companies here, and I mean, I won't call any names, and there's one in particular that it doesn't matter what they do, they still are hated by the public, right? They, they I mean, they, they have lovely programs and they, they do try, but they're still, don't, they don't have that, you know, comfortable, cozy place, um, place in the hearts of its consumers. Now, how do you get past that as a, as somebody building you know 
a, a business, building a brand, how do you get past that, past what people would have known it, you know, before you, about you, to strengthening that corporate image that you would love people to have about you? Well, you know, I think that, I think that if we think that we're going to be entrepreneurs or business owners or corporations and go through life without anybody ever saying anything negative about us that we're dreaming. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like what you're saying, doesn't like what you're doing. So I think as business owners and as corporations, it's important that you're, you're louder than that. And if you have a reputation that isn't what you want it to be, then you need to be doing the things that, that will change that reputation very visibly, very loudly. And, and you know find out what it is you need to do i mean if you're a corporation in a country that that is not seen the way you want it to be seen then you need to be doing you know market research what do people want what will they do where do we need to donate money where do we who do we need to hire what is i mean that literally comes down to pr right like what how can we change that image of us because if you know it's on us nobody's going to think you're better than you say you are right so it's on us to create the brand and let the world know what our values are. And if they're if they're not in alignment with what we're seeing out there, then it's on us to do what we can to change it. And we can, because we do live in a world now that we have social media, right? So 25 years ago, we would have had to pay a million dollars, right? To get spots in the New York Times and things like that. We don't need to do that anymore, right? We can use social media to reach our audience and we can use videos and, and be transparent and say, I, you know, I understand that this is, that we did this and we wish we did it differently, right? Like be honest. And and I think that, you know, I, I don't know that there's any other way to do it. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, yeah honesty. Yeah, honesty. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. Go ahead, Stephen. Without question, right? Reputation management is, is the number one risk concern right now, both on the corporate side and a personal brand. I, I believe it was a, an entrepreneur article that pointed to the fact that, you know, like more than 80% of, of executives are, expl you know, like focused right now on, on that reputation risk. So to Karen's point, you know, years ago, you weren't worried about necessarily what was coming up, but right now you have both an online and an offline presence to, to protect. Mm -hmm. And so going on the offensive, is is a big you know way to to strategically approach that make sure that you're going out there you're telling your story uh you're in control of the story being told about you and mm -hmm. not you know waiting i had a, a client uh several years ago who is very well known uh with one of the the, the top morning tv shows that we all watch and a very visible presence, you know, on, on morning, morning TV and showed up at a story as a correspondent and their team set up, you know, the, the, the scene that she was reporting on and she got caught up in a fake news story. Now this individual had, you know, has an amazing presence. I mean, you know, outside of her work, but she didn't know much about online, you know, reputation management. And so we had to go on the defensive at that point to, to tell a better story about her. Now, had she had, you know, a lot of what she was doing out there, it, it wouldn't necessarily remove that story, but there would be balance. Uh, and so I think, you know, assuming that something could happen, go out there ahead of that and control the story you can tell about 
both you and your brand? Because I don't think it's one or the other. Ah, so, okay, because I was going to piggyback on something that you had said earlier, um, Stephen, um, the fact that you are, you're, you're arguing that it's more the individual's image as opposed to the, the, the company's image. Now, can a business truly be successful if, it's, um, if it doesn't have a very good brand image? So brand image, again, to, to Karen's point, I feel like that's a broad, you know, broad stroke. Um, can it be successful? Listen, a lot of people approach approach me and they'll say, Stephen, I need your help to build my brand. I need a, a logo and I need a website. And I'm like, that's not where we start, right? Um, so when we talk about brand image, you know, what kind of business are you building? Why are you building this business? Who are you trying to serve? Uh, you know, getting very crystal clear in today's world. We can no longer say, you know, to listen to Karen's intro. Karen was very clear. I'm serving women on LinkedIn, right? Like she is crystal clear about the audience she's serving. And that's part of Karen's brand. I've been watching Karen for several years. I know when Karen hops on, on LinkedIn, you know, if I have the time, I'm going to jump in because there's going to be some gems. I might not be a woman, <laughs> but I'm still going to gain value from this, right? Um, and so, you know, for, for me, what's, what's driving Karen's success first and foremost, is Karen has a very clear vision for where she's trying to go. She knows who she's serving, right? So fundamentally, there's a foundation to Karen's entire brand on, on what, she, what she's doing, who she's serving, right? What her product and her offering is. And I think that's where we begin. And from there, then we can start to talk about uh, the, the, the visual elements of, of setting up your product, right? Um, the things that make you warm, that make most people warm and fuzzy when they think of brand, when we're talking about the color palettes and the fonts and the logo and, and so on. Those things come after the facts. But the, the things we talked about from a foundational standpoint, those inform the long term play in you building a business that separates itself from the crowd. Mm -hmm. Karen, so in light of all of that, you know, taking what Stephen has said into consideration, consideration, taking what you have said prior, what really determines business success um, for a company? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish that I could. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, there's a lot of companies here in the U.S. that are that are taking a hit to their reputation, but it doesn't seem like they're taking a hit to their bottom line. Mm. Right. And I'm thinking of and I don't you know, I don't really want to get crazy with this, but I'm thinking of like Chick-fil-A. Right. There's a lot of people that talk about Chick-fil-A and I'm never going to use Chick-fil-A and they don't like the politics or whatever. And, you know, no judgment either way on that. But I can tell you every time I drive past a Chick-fil-A, there's a line a mile long on the drive through. Right. So so their brand is taking a huge hit yet their business, I think, is still profitable. So, but, but they're Chick-fil-A, right? So, so we're not, you know, we're, how do you get there, right? They had to get from here to there. I think that for the average corporation, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. And we need to pay attention to it. And, you know, part of the conversation we had before about, you know, telling the story you want people to hear is important, but I also think it's important you show, right? Don't always just be telling, also be showing. If you, if your brand took a hit because of, you know, something, whatever you, you know, there was some, some minimum wage issue or something, then do something, create a new policy, do something physically, and then talk about that. Right. But don't just tell, don't just say, no, 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 that's not really us. We really are a good hearted company that does these things for the community and for the, for the world. 
um, you know, if, if, if it comes out that your company is, is not being, you know, um, eco-friendly, then, then, then do something to be eco-friendly and talk about that. Right. So don't just, you know, we, there's a way that you, you want to, you want to control the story, but you also have to put your, you know, put action where that talk is. I think in this, at this point in, in, in the world, because we can see what you're doing. We can see what you're doing. Right. And you can say, we can, you know, you can talk about this all day long, but show me what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. And I think that that, I think that for me, I think that that's important. And we want to know. And, and one of the things that Steve and I completely agree on is the, per, the importance of personal brand. I think personal brand, when, when the, all of the people in a company have a strong personal brand, that immediately elevates the business brand more than anything else. Right. So taking a commitment to the people that work for you is, I think, a really important uh, part of a business's success, because when they shine, you shine. All right. So I'd love to to follow up on this. Yeah, because, um, you know, Karen touched on something with Chick-fil-A, right? I think it's a great corporate example of a brand that says, listen, um, we have a religious backbone. We're not going to open on Sunday. You know, we and and there's a lot of politics to that here. Um, But as a as a corporate entity, they define the audience that they're serving by -hmm. making that statement. And they're okay repelling everybody else. Right. And I think we have to get very clear, like a Chick-fil-A, right? Your 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 buddy Seth Godin, uh, Henneke. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the author of the Purple Cow. Right? Yes. Chick-fil-A is the perfect example of a purple cow, right? Uh, that says, hey, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. We're gonna close on Sundays. And to Karen's point, I can drive from Maryland to Florida today, and I guarantee every single Chick-fil-A I drive past is going to have a 20-minute drive-through line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and probably the best service that you're going to have of, of a fast food chain. But they have gotten really clear on who their audience is, who it is that they're targeting, and being okay repelling everybody else. And I think whether you are you're running a business, you're running a corporation, or you're building your personal brand, again, that's that's a great idea. That's how I've built Trailblazers.fm. I said, listen, I'm interviewing successful black entrepreneurs and leaders. Every day I get an email or a, a LinkedIn DM, can I be on your podcast from middle-aged white man? And I'm like, look at my podcast and who I interview. I interview black people. That's it. Um, you know, and and it it dilutes, you know, it reduces the size of my audience significantly. But for the people who, uh, you know, are attracted to the content that I have, man, I've never had better engagement or sponsorship coming back to the money that Karen just touched on. So I, I think it actually serves... Um, both the corporation and the brand to get crystal clear about who you serve. Mm-hmm. And um, I must allow our audience to know that, you know, that of course, Stephen Hart is Jamaican. Okay. I want to hear some accent in there, some Jamaican accent, man. Give us some... <laughs> All right. At this point, I am going to ask um, Kayon, who has been listening keenly to come in, just give us her full name as well as uh, share a little bit about what you do and go right ahead and ask your question. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Kayon Baz. I am a television and digital content producer. I am also the founder of Hikaya Media, 
Uh, in Swahili, it means legendary stories. And what I do is that I curate and create content for Caribbean entrepreneurs. My platform allows Caribbean entrepreneurs to share their stories about their entrepreneurship. I've been on journey. it. Just saying. Yes. Annika <laughs> was my guest for my podcast, Digital Tuesdays, where we get a chance to uh, pretty much talk to entrepreneurs from Guyana, Trinidad and Tobago, Bahamas, Barbados, just to share what they're doing here within the Caribbean. So pretty excited about that. Just started, but um, yeah, it's been gaining some momentum. So I'm so happy uh, that Henika has given me the opportunity to just to pay it forward in a way. I've been listening in and I'm getting goosebumps because this is a very personal topic for me. Um, I don't know if you can see my shirt, but here I am, uh, Television Jamaica, one of the largest um, free-to-air stations here in Jamaica. This is the brand that I rep from, you know, well, I'm in production, so there's no nine to five. But then I also have my personal brand. And there are times when you're in conflict as it relates to, okay, who do you really want people to see? And I've come to realize that being your authentic self is really what sells with people, whether it's you know the brand that's on your t-shirt or who you are as a person. So I just kind of want to ask a question though. I know if, if, if I may, um, Henniko. Yes, please, how, that's why you're here. <laughs> how important is it for an individual to know who they are, know what their core beliefs, know their core beliefs, so they can in turn know their personal brand? I, Thank you for that question. <laughs> can I jump in here, Hannah? Sure, absolutely. So uh, pleasure to, to connect with you. Um, I think it's everything. I think to, to the point I was making earlier, I think everything begins with you understanding uh, your what your 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 view of your life's purpose is, right? Um, and there's a, a purpose Venn diagram that I often refer people to looking at. Um, if you Google purpose Venn diagram, it comes up. But it really asks the question, you know, what do you love? What are you good at? Um, what does the world need? And what can you get paid for? At the core of those four things is your purpose, right? And when you get clear on your purpose and you get clear on your vision, and, and so, you know, vision, you're thinking long-term, right? 20 years from now, what would you like to accomplish? I generally have my students sit through that as an exercise and give thought to that and then begin to reverse engineer the process, right? What happens in the next 10 years? And based on what happens in the next 10 years, we can look at what happens in the next three, in the next year, in the next month, this week. And, you know, you're no longer worried about New Year's resolutions, right? So if we relate that, um, we are looking at the vision as the destination you're putting into Google Maps and saying, okay, I want to drive from Maryland to Florida this weekend. And... Florida is my end destination. Now, I'll get into North Carolina and there'll be a car accident. And just like, um, you know, life, right? Um, last year we hit the pandemic 
and things shifted. Everybody's life turned upside down. And you have that, that, you know, car accident, if you will. And, you know, what Google will do is say, hey, do you want to take another path to get to your destination in life? That's going to happen too. And, you know, you can detour and take a, a different path. But I think the destination is important because it helps to inform you when the noise of life occupies, and it will, you know, you are still clear on what you're trying to accomplish. Now, I'm just like you. I have a full-time job. I'm gainfully employed to the Sands Institute. I work in the world of cybersecurity. And I'm unapologetic about my personal brand. And they embrace it wholeheartedly because it serves them. Uh, and so I I quickly, you know, I'm probably wearing a Sans t-shirt onto this, this button down, right? Um, I am always like you, repping Sans. But at the same time, you know, I rep Stephen A. Hart. And so, uh, but everything is, it, it starts for me with my personal brand because as I build my personal brand presence, I can know the direct traffic to my podcast. I can direct traffic to my branding course. I eventually hope to write a book. I'll be able to direct that traffic to my book. But everything that I'm building in terms of my social presence is always going to be Stephen A. Hart. And then, you know, allow things to go from there. So I'll, I'll pause and allow Karen to jump in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Stephen, you're I love all of that. Um, you know, I have a whole podcast on that. I mean, a podcast is called Good Girls Get Rich. And what that really means is if you do what you're good at and you stay in that place, that's where the abundance comes into your life. And as we're as as least as I was raised, you know, we weren't always raised to do what we were passionate about doing, right? We were raised to do what was what made sense and what was the what was your path, and maybe your path was, you know, to be something that you you know that you weren't isn't really what you were dreaming about doing right i think that the the closer you stay to your purpose and the closer you stay to what you love and who you want to serve and how you want to serve them the faster abundance comes into our life and once we fill our own cup then we've got all this overflow that we can do to, we can serve the world with right so so i think it's i think it's vital to success to stay in your purpose and stay in your heart because if not you know, if you, if it feels like work, then it's, you're not going to want to do it. Like I, you know, I, I can talk about this stuff all day long, every day, seven days a week, because it doesn't feel like work. Cause I love it. And I love the results. Like my purpose is to help other, you know, to help other women really understand that they have the ability to do these kinds of things. And when I start to see that happening, I, I, you know, I mean, it literally makes me emotional when I start to see the, some of the successes that the, some of the women that I work with are having, because they didn't, all they really needed was somebody to believe in them. And it's not that their friends and family didn't believe in them. Their friends and family don't understand it. They understand being a teacher. Like I saw somewhere recently, and this might be a little off tangent, but I saw somewhere recently that we, we encourage people to go into debt for college. We encourage people to go into debt for a wedding. We encourage people to go into debt for a $70,000 car. But when they say I'm investing $10,000 in a business coaching program, everyone you know says, have you lost your mind? That's a ton of money, right? But that's investing in you, right? That's investing in yourself. So when, when, when you have people around you that understand the importance of investing in yourself so that you can serve the people you want to serve on the level you want to serve them, everything changes for you. And it's, it's not something that at least I naturally came to. I needed to learn that. 
All right. All right. Thank you so much, Karen and Stephen, for uh, for responding to that question from Keon. Keon, thank you so much. You can stay on while we, we are about to wrap. But there's a question I want that came to mind when earlier it was alluded to about controlling the story. So in the era of controlling the story, um, relating that to the whole, you know, fake news and um and, and, and just things that are going out that are not right, not so so much true because we're controlling the story. And there's just, with the online presence now, there's just so much potential to control the story. How much can we take what, um, as, as legitimate as gospel, what, what corporate brands are putting out right now? How much, you know, what's the fact well, is controlling I think that's the story? Why, I, think that's why I, I think that's why I said before, like you, I want to hear your story, but I also want to see you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And when I see you're doing something that helps make it less fake news and more real, right? So I think that that's really important. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we can only, we can't, we can only do what we can do, right? We can't, you know, and then the more we're, the more we stay in our own lane and our own power and our own confidence um, and are sovereign over all of that, um, that's all we can do, right? That's all we can do. So I think that if we're if we're doing that and we're consistent with it and we're coming from a place of service, I mean, obviously there's going to be stories, but if you you can you can try to talk yourself through it, or you can just show yourself to be your company to be the, a better company, you know. And I, I'm a big fan of showing them that you're not that you're this is who you are. Okay. And Stephen, do you have anything you want to contribute there? Um, not too much. I, you know, with story, I just say this, um, you're keep things simple and, and authentic show up, right. The same everywhere you are and, 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 and keep, you know, listen, your story is about you, but it's not for you. We talked, I talked a good bit about getting clear on who you're serving. Um, understand who you're serving understand what it is that you're trying to deliver to them. Again, you're solving a problem, right? Somebody is, is, is challenged by something that's keeping them up at night. And if you're crystal clear about who you're serving, right? And, and you're cool repelling everybody else, then your message should be very clear about how you're helping to solve that problem and why you are the best person to, to do that. And if you're doing that, you know, I think, when you get clear about the, the small group that you're serving and you get clear about the, the offering that you're providing, then things come across in your messaging and your story. It becomes crystal clear. And if not, you know, I, I love to say, if you confuse, you lose. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, if, if your message isn't clear with all the noise coming at us, we'll, we'll just tune out and, and move on. So, um, it's just very important that we we make sure that, you know, the, the story we're telling, again, is authentic. It's relatable. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it it helps somebody to 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 accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. You know, I'm life. smiling, Stephen, because it didn't have much to say. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's so you know. that's the podcaster <laughs> for you. <laughs> Corporate image ultimately determines business success. So we had... Karen Yankovic um, arguing that, yeah, it does. And Stevens, I know really, it's actually personal branding because he's a big personal branding expert as well. So before we leave, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been 
complete if I didn't ask you to share just some takeaways, one or two takeaways for our audience of business owners listening in, listening in as they're running their businesses or building their personal brands and so on. You know, how can they, what steps uh, can they take to make sure that they're on the right path? Well, I can't, I mean, come on, you know where I'm going with this, right? You've got to do a great LinkedIn profile because people Google you before they get on the phone with you, before they do anything. If they're listening to your podcast, they're probably throwing your name in a Google search. If they're, you know, you've, you have the opportunity to show up the way you want to be seen. So you've got to take the time to do a great LinkedIn profile. I'm not saying that you're going to lose business if you don't do it, but certainly you are. Well, you might, you, you might, I mean, it's not going to hurt you if you don't do it, but it's certainly not helping you. And why not? do everything we can. The world went virtual last year, right? We all went virtual and our digital footprint, our digital presence has never, ever been as important as it is today. So Google yourself, take some time. If you need a little help with it, start with your LinkedIn profile because that's where you can tell the world. Nobody's going to think you're better than you say you are. So you got to tell them how great you are. And Stephen. So Dan Gilbert, the, the CEO of, of Quicken Loans, um, says that, um, he has this ism and he says, uh, you know, if, if your competition wants to, to imitate you, they just have to duplicate that one thing that you do really well. Right. And they can, can mirror and, and put you out of business. But if you happen to find a way to do thousands of little things differently than anyone else, it becomes nearly impossible your competitor to level the playing field and he calls those thousands of little things inches and so he says we all need to find our inches and so my charge to everyone listening is to find your inches right is to think about you know all the little ways that you can show up authentically in the world in the way that only you can and 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 focus in first and foremost on what you bring to the world um, there's something that's inside of each of you that only you can deliver. And so, you know, you need to need to really search for that, not worry about what Tom, Dick and Harry out there are doing. Um, you know, bring bring your authentic self to the table. Thank you. And finally, how can our listeners get in touch with you, Karen and Stephen? Yeah, so I'm Karen Yankovic across all social media. I'd love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and that's really the, you know, the best way to connect with me and check out the podcast, Good Girls Get Rich. And you can connect with me over at stephenahart.com and I'm everywhere on social at Stephen A. Hart. Fantastic, fantastic. So my guests today have been Stephen A. Hart, which of course is the host of Trailblazers.fm podcast and creator of Brand in Demand, and Karen Yankovic, host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast and creator of She's Linked Up LinkedIn strategy program. So I trust that you've you know learned a lot, that you gained some insight that you can actually apply to your businesses, apply to your brand as you are moving forward on your entrepreneurial uh, journey. And I really thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Business Matters. Of course, it's a production of Exim Bank Jamaica in partnership with me, Henneke Watkins, supporter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. 
We want you to stay in touch with us on social media and you can find us at EximBankJA across platforms, EximBankJA.com if you want to visit the website. So I want you in the meantime, until we come back with another episode, I want you to just listen on your favorite podcast app, which if you're not listening on the website, you perhaps are listening on your favorite podcast app and share it with your friends, friends of your friends of your friends, your family members, and just everyone you know who you think will be able to benefit from the content that we are sharing. And as you continue to mind your own business, I leave you with a quote from Seth Godin. Wow, imagine Stephen mentioned Seth Godin earlier, right? Seth Godin. There's no shortage of remarkable ideas. What's missing is the will to execute them. So I do trust that you'll be executing on what you heard today, what you're learning today, and that as you move forward, your business will get better and better and better as you serve the world, not just yourself, but your community, your country, and your world at large. Do take care and have a great rest of the day. Mm -hmm.